And right now, let's welcome Wes Cusworth to the show. Uh, already engraved Geelong's name on the Premiership Cup, already ordered a copy of the Premiership DVD and all the merchandise that comes with it, such as his confidence around his cats. Hello, Wes. Hi. And more importantly, how are you? We're well on our end. We're looking forward to a final over here in Perth, Fremantle Western Bulldogs. But the cats are Monty's, aren't they? They're absolutely flying. 13 in a row. Time to get excited. Yeah, absolutely. The, the excitement around Geelong is absolutely enormous right at the moment. It look, I, I sense that it's a little bit deflating coming out of the final home and away round and heading into that bye weekend, which is just a bit frustrating for footy fans, I I just think there's so much momentum lost, but I can tell you right now it's starting to build up again. There's been an open training session uh, at Catland where uh, all the families and kids were invited down there and there was just great interaction. We saw that uh, a lot of people turned out to be a part of that and that went a long way to generating a lot of excitement around Geelong's involvement in the final series. We go in confidently, yes, but we're also very mindful of our finals record and particularly against Collingwood there clearly going to be a, a really ferocious foe and they're playing some pretty good football themselves. Um, obviously the momentum aspect, you've mentioned that, that may be lost, but is there positives in that uh, on the injury scene in the way that it's given some players that little extra time? Oh, absolutely, Wayne, <clears throat> yes. And we know that Jeremy Cameron is right there at the forefront of that one. You know, any time that a hamstring issue is experienced, that time is critical and treatment and just the opportunity to uh, rehab that sort of injury. And, you know, we need Jeremy Cameron. If you listen to Anthony Petkovic on the podcast, he says Geelong can't win the premiership without Jeremy Cameron. And I know that, you know, everybody wants him out there and he's got the very best chance of actually being out there for this first final on Saturday, given the fact that we did have the buy around. So it's going to all in our favour in this regard. But I suppose the... Uh, you know that historically the the buy was created to perhaps avoid some of the the weird selection choices that were made by coaches where they were deliberately resting players, and then of course COVID added a a further level of intrigue and also caused for the buy to be implemented. But yeah, now we're we're onward and upward as we look forward to the excitement of what should be a fantastic round of first week of finals. Um, Wes, we've mentioned you know about the finals record, I suppose, but I think it's a question we've asked you before. I mean, this side, I think, is a little bit different, but you as a supporter, are you more confident in the way that they're going into these finals round than what you've seen over the last number of years? Yeah, and I think the reality is that, I mean, to reflect on a finals experience and say, oh, just because it's happened in the past, going to happen again type thing is really leaning towards superstition and this is a different Geelong outfit this is a, a high class combination playing fantastic football with great momentum uh, we know for well there's just so many weapons in the Geelong lineup there's such great experiences everybody wants to tell us about with the fact that we uh, you know once people get their pension card they're certainly in line to be selected by the Cats so the reality is that you know, we, we can look forward optimistically to this final series in the knowledge that we've got a side that can can snap all of those um, preconceived ideas and, and really uh, tenuous sort of concerns around Geelong's finals record, which I think is, is something that's a, a totally different issue. Speaking of finals records, Gary Rowan's career, uh, he's, been a, he's been a good player at different times at Sydney and, and now at Geelong. But his finals record is not great. And Chris Scott was interviewed on Footy Classified on Monday night. He was very defensive of his player, as you'd expect from a coach. 
as a fan, though, do you worry about picking a guy like Gary Rowan with his misfiring deeds in finals over previous seasons? Yeah, and isn't it? it it's really interesting how some players can be uh, able to put out such high output when it comes to the home and away season and when they get to maybe the big stage occasion, they just fall short of expectations. But I just think that everyone's got that opportunity, that potential to maybe... Um, snap the status quo and to, to break into a, a new image. And I think this is Gary Rowan's opportunity. And I think given the fact that he's, he's a really a genuine role player with Geelong, you know, he's not, he's not going to be, you know, put, expected to perform like a Patrick Dangerfield or a Tommy Hawkins or someone like that. He very much is a role player. And I think that lends itself to the opportunity for him to continue to be included in these big game opportunities and, and hopefully can turn things around a little bit. And understandably, Chris Scott was defensive of Gary Rowan's record and let's hope that Gary Rowan, or Geelong supporters are certainly hoping that Gary Rowan can come out and um, prove all of his critics wrong and, and put in a big game. Do you think um, there may be a couple of uh, Collingwood players tagged? And I, mean, I suppose one of them is Nick Dacos, a young fellow that, you know, inexperienced, but just a, a dominant player this year for them. Do you think there may be some of that goes on from you guys, or are you just going to back the, the structures you've got in place? Fair bit of talk about that very topic in today's Geelong advertiser, Wayne, and I sense that Geelong will probably back their own and uh, have confidence in the, I suppose, what's brought us to this point of having such a fantastic winning run, finishing atop the table, clearly, and knowing full well that it's, it's what we've actually gone out and done there that has actually created the situation that we're in right at the moment and just back ourselves. Now, Collingwood's record is quite extraordinary, particularly the number of very close finishes that they've experienced and the manner in which they've been able to get themselves over the line in some tight contests. But I think, in reality, I don't think there's going to be too much focus on putting time into key players as good as some of those Collingwood midfielders are. I think Geelong will back their own. Voice of West Cusworth here on Sports Breakfast, host of the Cats Whiskers. will be a very... Well, it'll be a very entertaining and excitable episode this week with finals right on our doorstep. Uh, Geelong and Collingwood at the MCG on Saturday. Since we last spoke to you, Wes, uh, the All-Australian team has been announced and what an honour for Tom Hawkins, a wonderful contributor, over 700 goals, 300 games, a dual premiership player and named captain of the All-Australian team. And one of the most likeable fellows in Geelong. Uh, Tom Hawkins comes from good stock. His dad's a cracking fellow. Great accolade for Tom uh, richly deserving. I know that some people, particularly in social media, have come out and been critical of, you know, Tom Hawkins being selected as captain, saying, well, he, you know, he hasn't on that role as such. But the reality is, he is a, a fantastic on-field leader. And I mean, you've got to contextualise this issue down at Geelong is that as if anyone's going to take the captaincy off someone as inspirational as Joel Selwood, Tom Hawkins is an on-field leader. Tom Hawkins has uh, an amazing record as a, a player, I mean, I know at different times there's been a couple of little indiscretions which have cost us, but in, in reality, he's got a fantastic record, highly regarded, richly deserving, and joins a number of other Geelong players in that all-Australian side. And one that's most notable is Tom Stewart. I think, you know, when you consider that Tom Stewart at 29 has been named in the all-Australian side for the fourth time in just six seasons, which puts him in incredibly rare company for a defender. There's only a handful of defenders event selection in the All-Australian side more than Tom Stewart and they generally did it over a longer period of time so watch this space at 29 you think he's got some footy left in him too uh, 
just an outstanding footballer, taken from the local level down here at South Barwon in the Geelong Football League and Matthew Scarlett saw something that perhaps others didn't see and that too is a great record. So, yeah, some really um, happy times for the Toms down at Geelong. One of the things that was stated at the beginning of the year was about management of players at Geelong and they've done that well with the Selwoods and all that but also with Paddy Dangerfield. Um, are we going to see him at his peak and unleashed Paddy Dangerfield? I think so. I think Paddy Dangerfield knows his game. He knows his body really well. And we've spoken before, haven't we, about the fact that he's achieved so much in this game. But the one thing that has eluded him to this point in time is obviously that premiership. So I think you'll see him absolutely unleashed. I think you'll see him at his peak. Uh, obviously, there are elements of his game that he needs to continue to work on. But the reality is he's just a, an amazing player. And we know that he's going to, be a player that has the potential to make the difference and hopefully carries along to another premiership. One here from AK of Kelmscott off the SMS for you, Wes. He says, Morning, can we ask, Wes, how do all of the supporters travel up to the G for the game? Do they drive or do they take the train as there would be a lot of travelling Cats fans heading up? Yeah, that's a really great question because there is almost, on a, a weekly basis, every time Geelong plays up at the G, criticism of the fact that there's not enough carriages put on the train. So that is one very, very easy way, and we've got a great train service from Geelong to Melbourne, but that is one very easy way for people to travel. A lot of people, it's a real combination because a lot of people drive. And I've got to say that to think that Geelong supporters are, I mean, they're certainly concentrated in Geelong, but the reality is there are Geelong supporters right throughout the Melbourne metropolitan region, so they'll be training in from all directions to the MCG and and equally so the Collingwood supporters too. And I just think this has got the potential to have the most amazing atmosphere in this game on Saturday. And I think that, you know, it's as much as we want to beat Collingwood, we know full well that Collingwood being up and about and flying and in finals is really, really good for the AFL competition. So watch this space. I think the game at the MCG should be an absolute cracker. And Totally belies any suggestion that the GMHBA Stadium should be hosting a game. As much as we'd like our first final on our home venue, it's totally unrealistic to have a game of this calibre played at a venue other than the MCG. Are, uh, are all Geelong fans understanding of that? Because even over here, I mean, we hear dialogue from the Eastern Seaboard saying, why don't Geelong get a home final? You know, GWS have a, a stadium that holds 25,000 or maybe not even, maybe 20,000, and they still get a home final there. Well, why can't Geelong have the same situation? Yeah, it'd be pretty ridiculous from a financial point of view and just from an event point of view. We know well, full well that you know Geelong played Freo in a final at GMHBA Stadium a number of years ago and we know how that finished. So obviously it doesn't necessarily hold that it's going to give us any enormous advantage. And you know Geelong, I, they've got to win the grand final at the MCG. I think the more football we play at the MCG is in Geelong's best interest. So I don't know that there's any real legitimate argument to playing the game at anywhere other than the MCG. Tend to agree. Hey, Cats Whiskers coming up. Uh, we'll hear it on Friday night. What can we expect on the show this week? Oh, it's uh, quite vociferous about the, um, I suppose, the, Tom's, the, the Tom Hawkins issue because the, the criticism of his selection as captain was quite pronounced over here in Victoria. There are a lot of people that are non-supporters of... Uh, Tom Hawkins and the Geelong Football Club and just thought it was a little bit of a, a ridiculous situation. So the boys come out and speak pretty solidly about that. And also about um, also about the bye weekend. I just think that there's a bit of anger, anger from the boys. Um, I must say, uh, I'm 
super busy right at the moment with a lot of my Master of Ceremonies duties, so I handed the reins over once again this week's podcast to Mark Runger, who did a great job, um, and yeah, they obviously cover a broad range of topics, but um, they're some of the things that the boys want to talk about, and uh, I know that that will perhaps even potentially enrage other supporters as they continue to add weight to the argument that some of these things, are, particularly the buy round, is just something that I think we need to do away with. Yeah. Yep. We'll uh, we'll hopefully move away from that in the years to come, or maybe it'll be rescheduled because you have twenty three rounds of home and away football, and then we sit on our our heels or our thumbs for a, a fortnight waiting for the AFL finals to roll around. Wes, nice to chat to you, and good luck to your cats as they try to secure a spot in a preliminary final. Thanks. Enjoy the cricket, and to have this uh, foretaste of what's to come over the summer. I know from my recent experiences up north, there's some magnificent conditions up around that northern part right across Australia and, and obviously the games at Townsville are a, a real spectacle to watch, aren't they? Uh, it certainly is. And yeah, nice to have you. There can never be enough cricket, Wes. Uh, I know some people yeah. think that cricket season goes for too long, etc., etc. can never be enough cricket on the television. No. If you don't like it, just switch the channel. But uh, it's there for those of us that love it and I know that we three love it. Australia's in bar by second ODI today. Wes, enjoy your Wednesday. Thanks. That's Wes Cusworth joining us here on Sports Breakfast.